and it's like um, uh, what's this, uh, Kelly was saying yesterday. These themes make you really think. You know, you think you're going to go through it like a breeze. Oh, that's easy. Anybody can talk about the glory. But you really have to get into it. I'll say dive into it. And once you start to do that, now the devil's a liar because I've been talking good all morning. <clears throat> Amen. And when you you get into it, God is always showing you new things and, and just a new perspective, a new way to look at things. And so I think what brings God glory is his son, Jesus. Amen. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus brings God glory. Because every time you use that name, something happens. Amen. Something happens when you use that name. Because that name is above all things. Any other name. It is the most powerful name that there is. And when you use the name of Jesus, something happens. You know, it it causes a reaction. Even to people who hate him. (laughs) Amen. They, you know, that name will get a reaction out of you. I was somewhere um, recently, it just reminded me, and I was reading something, um, I was reading something, the word, and I was listening to the word, that's what it was, and my volume was up a little high, and they heard, uh, um, Kenneth Copeland saying the name of Jesus, and the lady looked at me like, you know, and had a a little, not a nice look on her face. <laughs> I'm going to be nice. And she was really snarling. And I looked, and at first I thought she was reacting to me, and then I realized, oh, she heard the word. And I was trying to t- turn my phone off, you know. But that name, that name of Jesus, it causes some type of reaction Amen. Good or bad. Amen. But it causes a reaction because it's a powerful name. Amen. And when you use the name of Jesus, uh, God, his father is glorified. And so when uh, I, you know what, I messed up because I <clears throat> wrote a scripture down wrong. But anyway, that's OK, because it's going to be all right. But when, amen. But when, uh, let's see, when Moses, uh, asked, well, God told him to go to Pharaoh and present himself to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let his people go. And Moses said, well, who do I tell him sent me? Who do I say sent me? And he said, tell him I am. I am. And that is so powerful. Amen. That is so powerful because that name, I am, that means the ever present God. God is ever for and forever present with us. He is everywhere. See, I don't care how much people dislike that name. They can't get rid of it. Can't get rid of Jesus. Can't get rid of God. You just, you can't even run away from him. If you're trying to run away from him, it still won't work because God will hunt you down. Amen. 
and he will not stop until he make you his. Amen. And after he gets you, he, he's going to make sure you, you keep him on your mind. Amen. But anyway, what glorifies God? <clears throat> the name of Jesus glorifies God because the acts of Jesus followed the name. So whenever Jesus did anything, he preached the gospel. The Bible says he went laying hands on all. You know, he had compassion for everybody. You know, he laid hands on the sick. He just passed by a woman and saw her in great need. And he went over to her and said, what can I do for you? And so Jesus, his, his heart, he had a heart of compassion and he wanted to help everybody. But when he did, when he stretched out his hand, something always followed his act. So the glory followed his acts. Every single time, the glory followed his acts. Amen. I thought I had a scripture for you, but I messed that one up. I wrote down the wrong scripture. But I was going to give you the scripture of when um, uh, Moses was... Um, told to tell him I am that I am but you already know that so don't even worry about it amen now you know I was talking good all day but the devil's a liar amen I'm healed in Jesus name hallelujah I got up this morning I could talk I was so happy and I'm still going to preach the word amen hallelujah praise God so Jesus is the express image of God's glory. Amen. If you could eat, if you could just imagine how beautiful and beholding Jesus's name is, how that makes him. He is just um the express image of God. He is God in the natural, he is God in man form. He walked with man, but he is definitely supernatural. Amen. And everything that he touched, I'm just going to say, turned to gold. Amen. He healed all of them. Everybody that he saw, he passed by. He did not like to see people in need. And if they were in need, he always helped them. Amen. So right after he would extend himself or extend his love to those that he passed by, the, the glory always fell. It may have not been a big thing like, like the day of Pentecost when the glory fell. That was a, a big thing for everybody to see. And, but um, when he touched the man at the gate, beautiful, or when he touched the woman with the issue, it was just as, uh, it was so, it was just as important, I'll say that, as when the glory fell on the day of Pentecost. And so God's power rest on all of us. I was think, thinking, sitting, thinking, I'm saying, well, if Jesus did all of that, so can we. Because we're made in his image. Amen. And Christ in us, the hope of glory. So in other words, I'm, I guess, amen. I'm trying to say, if Jesus had um, the, the glory after his acts, so can me, me and you. And not just sometime, but every single time you extend yourself to someone, the glory shows up. Amen. Hallelujah. God gets the glory. He always gets the glory. Amen. 
So what does it mean to glorify God? His acts, his works, in his name, by his name. You know how people say in the name of Jesus. That's important. And that's why we shouldn't throw that around so easily. Because when you say that name, that name has power. And it means something to the Father. When you say the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, or in Jesus' name, or by his stripes I am healed, or however you use that name, the glory is ready to show up to back that up. Amen? The glory is ready to be revealed from that name, through that name, by that name, because of that name, because of Jesus. You know, the glory shows up. God is glorified when you use the name of Jesus. He is glorified. Amen. And he wants us to use his name. He wants us to use his name so desperately. Amen. Why? Because he wants to show up. He wants to show up and he wants to show the world. It's for the world. It's like on the day of, day of Pentecost, that was to show the world the power of God. And what did they do? They said, ah, oh, they're drunk. They, you know, it's after three o'clock. They stopped at the bar, you know. But I'm telling you, God loves it when we use the name of Jesus because he wants to do something. He wants to do something to convince the world that his power is real. To convince the world that they need a savior. To convince the world that they need God. And, they, and that he loves them. So he loves us so much. Amen. I just thought about the prophecy yesterday. That he loves us so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in that name. In the name of Jesus. Something happens. Even if some people use it. And don't really believe. That it has the power that it has. Something really happened happened in the, in the natural realm and in the spirit realm. You just didn't see it. Amen. But something always happened when you use that name. God is always glorified. I believe that that woman that heard Kenneth Copeland's voice on my, my device, that word stuck with her. It went with her. And I believe she thought about that all day long. Although she snarled at me, that name, (laughs) she did. But I'm telling you, that name went with her all day. And amen. And I believe it must have been her time, but it just happened so quick. And then after it, I got mad. I said, where's she at? (laughs) I won't go back and find that lady. I'll tell her some stuff, you know. But but I, I realized she heard just what God wanted her to hear. Amen. God always knows how to work it out. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus went around preaching and teaching and doing all things good. He didn't do anything wrong. But you know what? Somebody was always trying to throw rocks at him or or do something to him because he spread it the good news. Amen. But he had a heart of compassion and he only wanted to do good. Hallelujah. And then when God, when Jesus did good, God always, what he was doing when the glory showed up, 
uh, God was really confirming what Jesus said or confirming his acts, confirming everything that he just uh, did. The, the glory would show up because it had to defend what Jesus was doing. Does that make sense? I probably overdid. Amen. But in other words, when Jesus preached the gospel, the glory showed up. It always showed up. Amen. Hallelujah. It'll show up when you preach the gospel. It'll show up when you just say his name. It'll show up when you want to lay hands on somebody just to see them healed. Amen. You know, I've got a question. I'm about to be rude. I don't care. The devil always already messing with my voice. But why is it that people always want to lay hands on somebody that's that knows the Lord? You know, it's somebody that's healed and the, and the religious is looking at the looking at the outer and they want to lay hands on you or touch you. It's just not God. I'm just telling you, it's not God. Amen. You need to find somebody in the world, not in a church circle, go out there on the street, lay hands on these people you see that need it. Amen. But see, that's how the religious, they like to work in the little religious circle, in the church circle. Now, I'm not going to say some of us don't need it. Now, we know that, but, you know, when you know people know God, when you know that people are standing on the on the word for their healing, when you know that they are a 100% following God, go don't mess with them. Go mess with somebody that don't know God. I don't get it. You know, they or they always want to. I don't. I don't understand that. But you know, go and get. You know, there's a a, a world out there, a dying world that needs you. Not that I mean, we all need it. Don't get me wrong. But you know, go minister to them because they need it. That's what it's all about. You know, Jesus's concern was the dying world. It's still his concern, and it it need to be our concern too. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's keep moving. Jesus introduced himself to the Jews as I am. And, and I wrote it down. That's in John 8. <clears throat> John eight fifty eight. So you can write that down. So Jesus introduced himself to the Jews as I am. And oh boy, they threw rocks at him. Amen. They wanted to stone him. I mean, it, it really did. So you can read that when you go home. Jesus was really saying, he's in me and I'm in him, you know, and and when you see me, you see the father because Jesus said that to the people. He said, I, I don't say anything or do anything unless the father took me to do it, but they still wouldn't accept that. You know, it's still they didn't believe that he was speaking for the father, that he was the father in the natural and so Jesus just put up with them, but they wanted to stone him. Amen. Let's go to John 14. I don't think I messed that up. <clears throat> John 14:10. See, this is for all those people that kept talking to me at the table. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> The devil is dirty, you know that. 
Hallelujah. I'll be okay. I'm just hoping you can understand me. John 14, verse 10. Hallelujah. And it says, well, let's go to, let's start at verse 7. It says, and if you had known me, you would have known my father. See, he's always telling people we're one and the same. Amen. But then the Jews and the religious people get mad. It's like, how dare you think you're God? You You know, who told you, who gave you the authority to do and say those things? But he said, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. It's like, okay, show us the father. We'll leave you alone. We'll believe you. <laughs> and Jesus said to him, I'm in verse nine. He says, have I had with you? So have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip. Um, he who has sent me has sent the father. So how can you say, show us the father? And he, and he, I guess Jesus is saying, look, we've been running buddies for a long time. And you mean you don't know that God, God is in me and I'm in him. We're one of the same. Amen. But that's, that's how people are. Religion will blind you. Amen. In verse 10, it says, do you, do you not believe that I am in the father and the father in me? Did I do that? Already? Y'all don't know. It says the word, (laughs) it says the word that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. And believe me, believe me that I am the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works. The works themselves. It's like if you don't believe who I am, believe the works that you see. Amen. Because they're mighty works. Hallelujah. And they're not of me, but they are of the Father. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts 3 and wake up because I see people nodding. Wake up. See, that's why it's it's dangerous to feed people before the word. I didn't eat and I'm wide awake. Acts 3 verse 10. And in 3 verse 10 it says, Then they that, wait a minute, Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate. Okay, this is, this is the man healed at the gate beautiful. Amen. And this, and I forgot to set it up. And this is showing the works of, of the Father or the works, the glory. Cause the glory is the works, the works of God. So it's like Jesus laid on the hands and he said, be healed. And then when that person got up and was healed, that's the works. That's the works. And so this is the man at the gate, Brutiful. And I think he was the one that was born lame from a child. 
So let's see. Let's go up to verse. Let's go to verse 2 instead of 10. It says, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb. Yeah, that's him. It says, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. So his place was to be in front of the temple to beg for money or anything that he could get from people. Amen. Because of his condition. Verse 3 says, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask him for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter, John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And then Peter said to him, and I like this verse, it says silver and gold. I do not have, but what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And see, when he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And when he says that, the glory came. Amen. See, a lot of people might not think that's the glory because they're looking for something unusual. But, you know, the glory is in your life every day. Amen. That's why... When uh, Minister uh, Kelly was saying, say this after me, I will, I will glorify you every day. I will thank you every day because he shows up for us every day. And I was thinking about that and I said, you know, I said, I'm going to do that. I said, because I don't do it enough because, you know, you can almost get in an accident and God comes through for you. It's just so many different ways his glory shows up all the time and we don't thank him enough. Amen. And so this was a glory, a glory moment, if I can say that. Because when he said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, he says in verse seven, it says, and he took him by the right hand lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength just from the name. And this 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 man had never walked before. He was lame in his mother's womb. He was born crippled. He had never walked before. There was no strength if you don't if you don't use your legs. I mean we really need to to start to to really understand how powerful and how good God is just on an everyday basis. Amen. This man had never walked before. And then he's, when he said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And then he took him up, took him by the hand. And his bones received strength. Verse 8 says, so he leaped up, stood and walked and entered the temple with him, with them. Walking, leaping, praising. He was doing back over flips. <laughs> Amen. And glorified God. See, this is the glory. This is a glory that is, is always shown in everyday, um, situations that we take for granted. But the glory was revealed when this man got up and walked. He had never walked before. Amen. And so that was God. That was the glory revealed. And he was praising God. Verse 10 says, then they knew that it was he 
who sat bagging alms at the beautiful gate temple. See, they didn't even equate this man with the man at the gate. They didn't even know who he was. They didn't recognize him because he was a different person. Amen. It says, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that was Acts 3. Now this act glorified God. Amen. It glorified God. All he did is use Jesus' name. And it glorified God. Sometimes we need to be reminded about these small things because these small things are really big things. They're not really small things. This was, it must have been a, a big thing because it's still in the Bible. We're still reading it and it's still giving people hope and giving people faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So it was a big thing. And I'm, I just thank God. I'm going to thank God. Give him glory every day, even for the small things. Amen. Hallelujah. Even when we're going through tribulation, when we're going through things that are not easy, you know, but still give him glory because glory is due him. Amen. It's because of who he is that he gets the glory out of our lives. And we need to just continue to glorify God in every situation. You know, I'm, I'm just thankful. Hey, I can walk. I can talk. You know, this man couldn't walk for all his life. He couldn't walk. And so I'm just so thankful that Jesus cared enough to train the 12. And they, and they did. They followed. And we need to do the same thing. Amen. We need to do the same thing. When we preach his word, he confirms it with the glory. I remember years ago when we used to say with signs following. Amen. But that's still the glory is a sign. So when the gospel is preached, the glory falls. Amen. And and God is glorified. He's always glorified because people, he's really trying to let the world see that he loves them and that he is all powerful. Amen. So God wants the world to see his marvelous acts. Amen. And it's up to us to make sure that the world knows and understands how God works. You know, and then fulfill his name, fulfill our destiny. Our destiny is tied up with our obedience to God. And our obedience brings the glory. That gl- our obedience glorifies God. I'll say it like that. It always glorifies God. And so God is depending on the church to do some radical things. Amen. And we already uh, possess the name, the name of Jesus. We need to start to understand. We need to stay in there until we see change, until we see the glory fall. Amen. And don't give up on it because these people will snarl at you if you, you know, just mention the name. So I, I would just want to go in with all fours and just say, hey, do you want, you know, do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Because, see, that's the word that they don't want to hear. You know, some people say, well, I'm a Catholic. So I'm a, I'm a one guy told me one time, this is so funny. 
he said, uh, <laughs> he says, I'm a Muslim. I said, well, what did you believe in? And he couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> but he just did not want to hear the gospel. And then come to find out, he, he, he could pray. He was a, a renegade when we were doing the tent ministry on Euclid. Yeah, I know him. So what? I've been to church. I said, yeah, I know. But you have to be ready for these people, you know, because they'll try, they'll try to bluff so you don't mention that name because they don't want to surrender to the name, you know. So he was backslidden, knew how to pray and, and, uh, then went back and got his father. And then his father came in there like, he's going to pray for me. I said, oh, no, I don't think so. I said, you ain't going to pray for me. I said, I'm going to pray for you. Amen. Yeah, you want me to pray for you? No, I don't. I want you to be quiet and listen. He received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then he could pray for me. Okay. <laughs> but, but they'll try you. Amen. See, so we need to, we really need to come out of ourselves. Because I remember a time when I wouldn't even want to talk to people. I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. And y'all been there too. And, you know, because it's, you size them up and you say, nah, you know, whatever your mind tell you. But, you know, we're living in, in the end times where, you know, every day counts. Amen. And so we need to take this upon ourselves. I mean, it's our job to care about, you know, have compassion like Jesus. That's what we need. You know, see those people, you know, if they didn't, if they didn't know Jesus and they left this earth today, they would go to hell. Amen. You can't be nice about this thing. Amen. You know, like some people think there's a nice, clean purgatory to go to. Well, it's not. It's just, you either going up or down. That's just the way it is. Take your choice. Amen. Choose ye this day who you will serve. And that's the word. Hallelujah. So, when you preach the word, the word that you preach confirms the glory. And that's why something happens afterwards. The glory falls. Amen. Let's go to John. We're already, no, we, we go back to John 13. We're in Acts. I know where we are. We're in Acts. John 13, verse 31. You know, Jesus is, that name has the same power that it's always had. I don't care how much time passes by. The name of Jesus still is all powerful. Amen. And it will always be all powerful. Hallelujah. And this is the thing. It fits every occasion and any occasion. Amen. And you don't even have to try to make it work or make it fit. It fits. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's see in verse 31. Okay, and it says, I'm just going to read it because I don't even know why I wrote it down. 1331. It says, so when he had gone out, talking about Jesus, Jesus said, now the son of man is glorified 
and God is glorified in him. Hallelujah. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. See, Jesus was always trying to to explain what was really going on, but the religious didn't get it. Amen. He is trying to say, look, I glory, God is glorified in me and I am in him. And I, when I was reading that, I said, and I am in you. Christ in me and he is in me. Amen. Hallelujah. So if he's in me and I'm in him, then I can do the acts that Jesus did. Amen. And then guess what happens? The glory falls. <laughs> Expect the glory to back up your words. Amen. When you step out in the name of Jesus, expect God to show up. I think if we start off like that, we have more people. We win more people for Christ. Always expect the glory to, I'm just going to use my terms, come in and defend your actions. Is that okay? You know, because God, he, he'll work with you however you, hey, he called you. He must trust you. I'm not saying I do, but he does. You know what I'm saying? So if he trusts you with his word, he'll defend you. He'll come. You, this is what you ever, you ever ministered to somebody and thought they wouldn't receive it. That's what I'm saying. Always know that they will. Because that word will work on people. God will come and defend that word. And so we need to have confidence in the word of God. And have confidence in the glory. Amen. Because the glory always follows the word. The glory will fall. It will fall. Because because God says it will. That's why. I feel you. How you know? I know because I know. Because God's word says it will. (laughs) The glory follows the name of Jesus. The glory follows the acts of Jesus. The glory follows the acts. Amen. Hallelujah. The glory is a sign of God's ever. Let me start over. I hope you can understand what I'm saying. The glory is a sign of God's ever abiding presence. See, when, when you speak the word of God, the presence of God, the ever abiding presence of God is on your words and the glory will show up. Amen. And God will get the glory. Amen. Let's go back to Jesus and Jesus' first miracle. And that's the, at the wedding feast when they ran out of wine. Hallelujah. And this is when he first began his ministry. And, and it's, it was a simple miracle. But yet and still it was a big miracle. They ran out of wine. Jesus' mother said, do something. <laughs> whatever, whatever he tell y'all to do, do it. And he told him to go get some big pitchers of water and he turned them into wine. Amen. But the glory, the glory showed up and did that. That was a, a pure, a pure and, and clear indication 
of the glory of God. When Jesus does things, whatever he does, the glory shows up. The glory is going is going to show up. Amen. And so in other words, the glory vindicates whatever Jesus says or or does. The glory will vindicate whatever you say and do in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever you want to happen is going to happen when you use that name, when you preach the gospel. You know, we need to be bolder. Me too. But I think we're getting there. God's getting us there, aren't, isn't he? Because we're going through some things. And God is going to get us where we need to be. Amen. So if you could come screaming and squawking, you can stay in your false religion, or you can get the real thing and get with God. Amen. And allow the glory to fall when you do the works of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 2. I didn't know I had this many scriptures written down. Let's go back to uh, chapter 2. Verse 1. <clears throat> and let's just read about this, this water into wine thing. And it says, On the third day there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said, They have no wine. And Jesus said, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come. Now don't try that like Tony told, call me woman. One time I said, uh-uh. You know, well that's not, that's okay because Jesus did it. I said, you ain't Jesus. <laughs> I'm a woman. But he wasn't being disrespectful. He was standing in that office. Oh Jesus. Amen. Not unlike you, Tony. Mm-hmm. And he said in verse 5, he says, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to do, just do it. And now there was a set, um, there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, uh, uh, containing 20 or 30 gallon apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called to the bridegroom, And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. Hallelujah. So in other words, when you have a party, you sit out the good stuff and then leave the, leave the best stuff for last or whatever. Did I say that wrong, Miss Nola? You're supposed to sit the good stuff out first. No, wait a minute. Y'all confuse me. The inferior is is the last one. But this was the real good stuff at, at this party. Because it was the new wine. Amen. It was the new wine. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. New wine is always better. Amen. Hallelujah. The new wine. And we need more new wine. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe in this last, uh, this era that God is 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 uh, bringing forth. You can say new season. God said us for us to call it a new era. We're going to see a whole lot of new wine. Amen. Praise God. A lot of new wine. And we want, want new wine skins. It won't be poured in old wine skins. But new wine skins. Hallelujah. You know, people want the Lord. We're going to see more people come in uh, in this in this new era. We're going to see so many people come in and into the kingdom of God. You know why I'm saying this? Not because of something I heard. Because they want God. These people want God. Amen. There is there is a, a um, the people in the world. And they're looking for us. Amen. They are looking for us to send a word that's much needed in season. Amen. And they are looking for the people of God who have that answer. And we have the answer. We, and I'm not just saying just us. I'm just saying us. Whoever us is. We have the answer that the world needs. Amen. And they want it. They want God. Amen. And it's so, it's so easy to share Jesus with somebody because you don't have to get ridiculously religious. You can just be kind and say, have a good day. I love you or whatever. And they'll look at you strange and uh, say, where y'all come from? We had that happen all the time. Where you go to church? That's that question. At where you go to church? And I want to say you won't come. You know, if I tell you, you won't come. And I tell them they don't come. Because if it's not a big, big ten thousand seated capacity, then they don't they don't want them so much. But they do want to hear the good news. They want to be ministered to. They want to have someone to discuss. Their lives, you know, because they're in confusion. This world is confused. You ever tried looking at the news? Do yourself a favor and don't do it. It's just so, it's so much confusion and turmoil and hate. But you know what? Jesus is the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. We have the answer. And it's Jesus. All right. So am I finished with the wedding story? Yeah, I'm done. Verse 11 says, this begin, this was the beginning of signs. Wait a minute. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee and manifested his glory. So his glory manifested. When that water turned to wine, and that's the, that's what I'm trying to say in, in this teaching. I'm trying to say that whenever Jesus did something, whenever there was a miracle, Whenever he, someone used his name, the glory showed up. Amen. And it will always show up. The glory was manifested. And that's what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Jesus was concerned about someone else's comfort, even at a party. Amen. Can you imagine that? 
Now, I, I know that you all, a lot of you wish Jesus could have brought wine to your parties that y'all used to have. But that's not going to work, okay? Amen. Uh-uh. Hallelujah. <laughs> the same way the Father is glorified <clears throat> through the Son, he wants to be glorified through us too. Did y'all hear that? The same way Jesus was glorified, the Father was glorified through the acts of Jesus, he wants to be glorified through our acts too. Amen. But there's a lot of people that want the glamour of the glory. They don't want to pay the price. Amen. Don't want to pay. And I feel like I can just say how I feel because my voice is not all that great. So I feel like you'll forgive me. Amen. So they want the, they don't want to pay the price for the glory, but they want the, the accolades. You know, all of this other stuff. I just don't get it. But God is going to do it. It's all about God. It's not about us. It's not about how you look to people. Amen. But it's about the works and the acts of Jesus. Amen. Let's go to uh, Psalm 24. Hallelujah. Amen. The the prodigal son, Pastor Barb, was preaching about that yesterday. The prodigal son didn't want to pay the price for the glory. And he went out living riotously. I think that's the word she used, riotously. And because he didn't want to pay the price for the glory. Amen. But you know what? I know God is working that out of us too. Hallelujah. Because we're not like them. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 24, verse 7. And I like, you know, I start looking in the Passion Translation. And I like that. I know probably nobody has that right now. Yeah. You got it right now? Okay. Oh, oh okay. Well, okay, I think I wrote down some of it. If it's not right, you you yell it out. So the passion. Oh, you know what I do? I need that because I only wrote the yes, please. I was gonna say, don't make me come back there. (laughs) You got. Yes. Any more? Yeah. Uh, seven through nine. That's why I said, yeah, okay. You ask, who is this glory king? The Lord, armed and ready for battle. The mighty one. Invincible. Yes. Every way. Yes. So wake up, you gateway, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here comes the king of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you. Woo. You get an A plus. Amen. Praise God. 
had the Passion Translation. I think I only had the uh, verse 7. And so I'm going to do that one again. It says, who is the king of glory? The invincible eternal God. Ready to, to reveal himself through us in a big way. And it and when it starts out in verse 7, it says, he is about, about to come through you. And it calls us living gateways. And so you are the gate. We are the gateways. God wants to use us. Hallelujah. So that his glory will be revealed. Amen. Through you. Not somebody else, but through you and me. Amen. Hallelujah. God is doing other things. Wait a minute. Except you and what is that right down here? Okay, this is what I was trying to say. It's like when I was saying people want something else. They don't want to pay for the glory. They don't want to pay the price. It's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Amen. But God is saying, what are you going to do for me? Amen. So God wants us to um, show him who we really are. Show the love that he put on the inside of us. Do all the things that he's already. See, he's already he's already given us everything that we need. All that stuff that we're saying, give me, give me to. He's already given it to you. Amen. God wants us to trust him. Cash the check. What what was it? Take it to the bank. Cash the check. And spend the money. So he's already done it. We're still begging for God to give us something. He's already given us that. Let's move on to the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God, God wants, he's looking for faithful people. That's going to. You know, be concerned about others, you know, the world, because it's a dying world. And he wants us to go after those little ones who he loves so dearly. He loves those people just like he loved you and me. And he's expecting big things. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, go go cash the check. Because the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen. And who will go? Who will go for God? Five minutes. Amen. Okay, amen. That's right, you're going. Who will go in his name and speak life to dead things? Amen. Speak life to dead things and see them changed. And I'm talking, and I believe God is doing things quickly. It's not taking him a long time to do anything. He's doing things quickly. Amen. Hallelujah. And the God's glory, the glory will show up. We need to just have confidence in what God's already done. He's already, you know, it's like he's, he's got a plan and a purpose for our life. He's got everything arranged. All we need to do is stick with the plan. Amen. Cause it's already, it's already done for us. But we want to go off somewhere else and do some other things. 
but God is pulling us back. Amen. And it's such a good thing. God is doing good things. All right, so let me wrap it up. God will not allow the words of the true prophets to fall to the ground. Amen. He will not allow it. But he will confirm it with a suddenly manifestation of his power, his love, and his might. Amen. Have trust. You know, trust trust in the prophets. You'll receive a prophet reward. Believe the prophets. It's not something that you just hear and say, yeah, I heard that already. Amen. But you take that word and you take it to God. And you trust in it. You believe it. And you start to expect it. Ask God, is it for me? And if it is, ask him, well, what do I do? What do you want me to do about this? What, what do I do with this word? But if I were you, I, I start expecting. Every time we hear a prophecy, I start expecting it to happen. Amen. I, I just expect it to come to life. <clears throat> How many of you know you can call things to life with just your mouth? Just speaking over it. Just having faith in it. Having faith in what you know. Faith in what you've been told. Amen. And God gets the glory. I believe this is why God don't get as much glory as he should. Because we're not seeing a whole lot of miracles because we're not expecting. We're not expecting. You know, we, you gotta know the word. You have to know God. So you'll know what to believe and have confidence and faith that God is going to do what he says he's going to do because he is not a man that he would lie. He can't lie. Amen. He just cannot lie. And nothing will stop what God has revealed in his glory. Nothing can stop God from doing what he's going to do for you and me. Nothing can stop it. So have confidence in what he's already done. Amen. And give him the glory. We said yesterday that we would make a vow, and we did, most of the people in here, that we would give him glory several times a day and mean it when we say it and expect God to come through for us in mighty ways. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he deserves it. He deserves our confidence. Amen. We need to wake up and rejoice. We've been called living gateways. So we might as well be that. Because that's what we are. Amen. Hallelujah. And give God the glory. Thank him. Praise him. For his ever loving generosity. His glorious beauty. The things that he does for us that he doesn't have to do is like the man that came to Jesus for his son to be healed. And he said, your son lives, go home. But he was so compassionate that he sent a a family, you know, person that worked for him to encourage him on the way. It's things like that so that he would stay in faith and would not. Get worried because God cares about you and me and what we think about, what we worry about. In fact, he says, do not worry. He don't like that because worry is sin. 
And he says, do not worry, amen, but cast your cares upon me. But all of this, this gospel, everything that you hear, the gospel is tied in. Amen. And so we need to be about preaching the gospel more, being attentive to God's words more, and expecting God's word to come to pass. Because uh, when we say the name of Jesus causes the glory to come. Amen. And we need to expect that. And maybe if we expect that, we'll use that name more, more seri- take it seriously and understand that that word can do what it's sent out to do. And the word that you send out, out of your mouth, never comes back void. But it always accomplishes what it sets out to do. And so we're going to start expecting more because I believe we're going to see more miracles. I know we are. More miracles than ever before. Than we've ever seen. But if you, you stay in a, a, a attitude of, well, we heard that before. If you stay in that attitude, you won't enjoy the the um the the reveal of God's glory you won't enjoy it and you'll be sitting on the side mad amen and everybody will be rejoicing amen so we just thank God praise God amen i think i'm done hallelujah amen and what other, one other thing, and I'm talking to me, do not let these light afflictions, don't let these light afflictions mess your mind up. Because they're light afflictions, not the end of the world, amen. And God has already sent the answer. So we thank God for it. Father, we thank you and we bless you, Lord. We lift you up in the name of your son, Jesus who is worthy of all honor and praise. And Father, we thank you that we will be your gateway. And we do bless and thank you and we honor you. And we give you all the hope, we give you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God.